Welcome to the On-Premise IT Roundtable podcast, the only show that dares to be both on topic and on location. Each time we meet, we bring together IT luminaries to discuss a single concept. In this episode, we'll be discussing that cloud should adapt to the enterprise, not the other way around. Before we begin, let's quickly meet who's on the panel today. I'm Adam Fisher. You can follow me on Twitter at BonzoVT. Dan Frith, you can follow me on Twitter at PenguinPunk. And I'm Alistair Cook. You can follow me on Twitter at DemitasNZ. So guys, today's discussion is that the cloud should adapt to the enterprise, not the other way around. Yes, it'd be great if all our applications were cloud native and used the services natively uh, to get the best cost, the best resiliency, the best architecture overall. But enterprises don't necessarily move that way that quickly. And why can't the cloud also offer services that work for so many existing applications that they want to get out of the data center, but aren't going to refactor anytime soon? Adam, what do you think? Yeah, so I would tend to disagree with that. I think that there's so many enterprises out there with so many different use cases that, um, you know, for IT teams and for business stakeholders to understand the technology and the costs and everything that's involved, um, there really needs to be sort of one um, standard for how things are going to be organized from a technology and a cost utilization standpoint. So I think um, everybody being on the same page with, uh, you know, knowing what works and what's out there and available to them is really uh, going to be the easiest way for mass adoption of the cloud. But you don't necessarily agree, do you, Dan? Not necessarily, no. I think that there's a place for uh, enterprise-like capabilities in the public cloud. I think the only way we're going to get more and more enterprises to the public cloud is by offering them the kind of things they need at an infrastructure level and not necessarily an application level. Um, that's, that's the only way we're really going to see some mass adoption happen. So should we see uh, a mainframe do dropped into US East 1? Would that be the answer? <laughs> I think you're always going to have a challenge with the mainframe customers, particularly, but, uh, but even the, the modern x86 application stack, you'll find that a lot of enterprises just don't know how to make it work without having a certain level of resiliency built in at a lower level down the stack. Do you think that's the case, Alistair? I think the challenges that, that uh, on-premises builds into enterprise applications are, are kind of like an elephant that has been as assembled together and, and they're, they're large and heavy. Right? And this is never going to fly up into the clouds in the way that a, a small light bird would do. The, the challenge is that clouds are designed for highly agile, fast-changing uh, applications and uses and enterprise applications just don't behave that way. So the cloud is a great place for, for applications that are designed to run there, but not for enterprise applications that were designed to run on-premises. Trying to meld the two together is like trying to make a flying elephant. And it works in the movies, but doesn't really work in real life. But isn't that just a function of the companies that develop those public cloud architectures in the first place? Their applications were built to leverage that type of infrastructure, and that became the de facto platform for the public cloud providers. I, I think you, you got causality the wrong way around. <laughs> that the applications that, that, that were being developed drive the form of public cloud. And so, yeah, I, I can see that we're moving towards the point where you can fly larger things, that public cloud providers are changing their platforms to be more welcoming to enterprise applications. But fundamentally, to get the best value out of public cloud, you have to architect for the underlying infrastructure that you have. 
So what is the value or implication then of products being released that kind of try to bridge the gap between the enterprise data center and the public cloud, like your Azure stack, your AWS outpost, or VMware cloud on AWS, which is kind of going in the other direction? Is that a signal from the public cloud providers that, oh, wait, we're missing out on a lot of revenue by not making our platform available to all these existing enterprise applications? Well, I mean, I think the market is really going to dictate how that plays out. So essentially, you know, if, if there's not a lot of adoption of that type of technology, then at the end of the day, it's going to be on the enterprise to spend the time and the money to be able to figure out how to refactor what they have to get it up in the best way possible. And, and how about the other way around? When, they, when an enterprise does refactor an application for public cloud, is that just a clear indicator that, well, anybody can and should do it, and it's, it's silly to expect the public cloud to make it easier to run an app enterprise application. I've seen instances where very large companies have indeed refactored their mainframe application to take advantage of cloud-native technologies. Are they doing it wrong? Dan? Uh, look, not necessarily. I think there's a, the, the, I, I absolutely agree that there's a place for applications that are cloud-native and that, that are you know, built for the cloud and run best in the cloud. But I don't think everything needs to be the elephant that we're trying to shove up there. I think there are, lega, you know, enterprise can be small and kludgy as well. It still needs somewhere else to run. It still wants to spread its little wings and, and, and get up into other people's data centers, which is all we're really talking about. Because there's, there's economics that uh, can be good about the public cloud and they want to take advantage of that. I think the enterprise challenge is that it's going to take them two years of meetings and you know, innumerable development cycles to, to get those applications refactored when really they want to, they're agitating to take advantage of those economics now. Um, and the public cloud providers are understanding that they're missing out on a chunk of revenue and that's eventually going to not make their shareholders happy. And isn't it the case that many enterprises are running what's essentially shelfware? They're not going to refactor it because they don't own it and there's not a SaaS offering necessarily yet, and they want to get out of that data center, mm. shouldn't they be able to run that application in the public cloud without having to worry about it being cloud native? Why does it have to be in the public cloud? Where's the, the driver should be what's the most efficient place to run this application. And public cloud, to get best value out of it, you need to re refactor for it. But you can do co colo. You can essentially run your application on somebody else's hardware in somebody else's data center. It's not making it cloud native, it's running it on an enterprise type uh, infrastructure that's not in your own data center that somebody who is good at running data centers runs for you. So transi transitioning everything to running on cloud native applications isn't necessarily the best way to get your applications out of your own data center. So putting it in somebody else's data center is not going to the cloud, which means the cloud is not necessarily somebody else's computer. Uh, it's less about who owns the, the piece of hardware, more about how it's operated. So we definitely see the idea that cloud is more of an operational model than a, an ownership model. Uh, but my key point is, is refactoring onto public cloud isn't the only way to get your application out of your own data center if your objective is to get out of your own data center and to have it running in a data center that somebody else cares for. And should that be the primary driver? If you're not going to refactor your application, there's no reason to put it somewhere else other than you just don't want to own the infrastructure The, the driver's got to be what's the business value. Mm -hmm. The reason lots of applications are not going to be redeveloped uh, as cloud native is there's no increase in the business value of that application, but there's a huge spend. 
And so things are going to remain on enterprise-type infrastructures. And that's why we're seeing VMware on AWS. That's why we're seeing um, Azure Stack, which does the reverse of bringing the cloud services closer to the, the enterprise infrastructure. Uh, these apps aren't, aren't all going to be redeveloped. So Dan, have either of these guys convinced you yet? Uh, because you agreed with the premise that the cloud should adapt, not the enterprise. And we're hearing a contrarian viewpoint from well, absolutely, but these guys are just being disagreeable. I think I think <laughs> the issue isn't so much that everything should be, you know, the public cloud should be all in on enterprise or vice versa. I think there is a, a balance that can be had, um, but I think there are opportunities in the public for the public cloud providers to maybe sharpen their enterprise chops and get a little bit more aware about what goes on in the enterprise and understand, I guess, some of the challenges in those work the enterprise workloads, um, and I think that would make it a little bit easier for everyone. Okay. So are we seeing any encouraging moves either by customers or from the cloud providers themselves that makes this harmonious existence more practical? It's something we can actually realize. We're seeing some some changes. I mean, I've, I teach AWS training courses, so I'm, I'm much more aware of what AWS is doing. And we're seeing things like more defined service levels on services, which is absolutely something that the enterprises are looking for. It's not good enough that there is a service that might or might not be available, and it might not be available in different places at different times. Having defined service levels is an important part of that. We're also seeing, uh, know that very large organizations can get decent deals out of AWS historically. Going back five years, you couldn't get a discount out of AWS. Uh, these days you can, and that's much more to do with how enterprises like to buy their products. Okay, so closing thoughts. We're talking about enterprises adopting the public cloud and basically who should adapt. Is it more a responsibility of the cloud provider, the enterprise, or a little bit of both? Final thoughts, Adam. Um, so I'm going to take a, a somewhat more pragmatic stance on this and say that you know it's it's to be seen. I think we see a lot of um, services from public cloud providers that are trying to make it easier for enterprises. And um, you know, to Al's point earlier, there's still a lot of uh, co-location, um, private hosted cloud out there. So I think. Everybody has a lot of options right now, and it'll certainly be interesting to see over um, the next little bit of time um, what really uh, starts getting more adopted and kind of starts falling to the wayside. Dan? Yeah. Uh, I'd love everyone to run cloud-native applications in their enterprise and be able to move those up to the public cloud, but I think we're going to see the market coming to meet, um, or rather the providers coming to meet the market and I think there's going to be a, a significant change as we're starting to see with things like SLAs, discounting happening, um, and a, perhaps a drift more towards the enterprise than, than the public cloud purists would like to think. Now, final thoughts. And the answer is never a binary choice. Uh, it's always a, some middle ground where both sides are adapting based on their business requirements. Uh, Cloud providers see a large spend in enterprise IT. It's a multiple of the spend on public cloud. They want a chunk of that money. They're going to make themselves more attractive to enterprises. Similarly, enterprises see value, but they want a lower cost to achieve that value. They also will adapt. So eventually, everybody needs to be adaptable is, is the takeaway here. Whether you're the provider or the customer, you need to figure out what the business case is to leverage this platform you know, a, as a provider or as a customer. Sound right? Yeah. We all agree? Yeah, Very good. So that should just about do it. Thank you for listening to the On-Premise IT Roundtable. If you enjoyed the discussion, remember to subscribe, 
rate, and review the show in iTunes since that really helps our visibility and to share the show with your friends. This podcast was brought to you by gestaltit.com, your home for IT coverage from across the enterprise. For show notes and more episodes, go to gestaltit.com slash podcast. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.